All right. This is a slow roll. Uh, sorry, I'm getting some final notes. Uh, okay. Darkwing Duck. Dark. Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck. Dark. I, I, I'll be honest. So you used to slow roll without me knowing, and we'd mm-hmm. just be having a conversation, and then um, you would just start the slow roll, and I wouldn't notice. Yeah. It kind of got me for a while. I, it went a while where I just wasn't noticing that was happening. Yeah. Now that I know, I feel a lot of pressure. <laughs> Like, I, I don't think we'll ever get those organic uh, uh, intros again, because I am very aware that we're recording right now. Well, I did tell you <laughs> I started recording. Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I so, remember, so you're saying that's what, that was my mistake. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. That's the fatal flaw. Slow roll. Soundboard working? Um, Give yeah, me a slide think... whistle. <laughs> oh, that's that's the kind of energy we have today. Oh, one more, <laughs> one more. Come on. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. All right, we're we're here. We're here. It's... Yes, one bit. Uh, there it is. Yeah, and it really doesn't change because it's the same sound every time. But. You know, it does change. The Nintendo Power Magazine, every month it changes Yep. Uh, into a different volume. And we are here for it. All right. Not my best transition. But all right. So uh, welcome to Now <laughs> You're Playing With Podcasts. I'm Brett, one of your hosts, and I'm joined by my boy. Weston. Yeah. He's the other host. Other host. And we're... Uh, we, we're go, we go through magazines. One specifically. We go... We, we only care about one magazine, and For, it's yep. the Nintendo Power Magazine. Um, you ever hear about the Nintendo gaming system? Because that's, uh, yeah. that's what we're talking about. Yep. Uh, All right. I had one. <laughs> I, I, I had a Nintendo. <laughs> I, 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 same here. I had an original NES, and like I never played it, but I had it. I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm also, so I, you dropped the ball in the slow roll. I'm dropping the ball right now. I don't think because, I dropped the ball in the slow roll. Okay. Well, uh, so, <laughs> but I do agree that you're dropping the ball now. <laughs> I just, you made the comment about how we're into one magazine. Then I was like, wait, would we ever cover other magazines on this show? Huh. But I feel like it's almost a crime to say that now. I feel like we got to commit. Yeah. I, well, I think, you know, you know, I think the version of that that happens would be if we had a Patreon. Right? Yeah. Okay. Noted. Okay. Right. Yeah. So if you're if you're listening, speaking of Patreon, keep uh, listening. Uh, if you uh, rate us five stars and uh, share it with a friend, maybe uh, someday we could ask you for money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can award you uh, for asking you for money. I think that would be a nice, tasty reward for you. Okay. So if we were to do. Uh, mm. This is more of like a business development discussion, but <laughs> honestly, I'm people, curious because like, uh, you know, some people, they do like an anime watch cast or a wrestling podcast is yeah. their, you know, their extra Patreon thing. I'm wondering what we would do. Yeah. I guess we could go non-magazine. We could, it doesn't even need to be magazine adjacent. It could be about, um, well, I guess like what would be, would we have to find another shared hobby? Like video games is a shared hobby and comedy is a shared hobby and writing yeah. is a shared hobby. Is yeah. There, uh, what else? Do we have anything else? 
I think that's all three of my hobbies. That, that's, that's what you got. Uh, that's a good question. What, what else would we, I'm so I gotta say like the thing that I've enjoyed the most among the things I've enjoyed is still with Nintendo power and going through it yeah. is the human element. It's the, okay. um, we weirdly bickering, you know, passive aggressive notes. It's the stuff covering the trade shows. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, and maybe a podcast about the Las Vegas Convention Center and uh, the different shows that have hired it over the decades. There we go. That's what I'm thinking about. This is pretty good. It sounds like you might not be on. I'm for not that. on board. Yeah, I, okay. I want to do one about slime. Like uh, like know. Nickelodeon slime? I, no, I, I don't want to do that. Sli- Actually, can we cut that out? Slime in the ice machine? I don't know. I just had a random word. Uh, uh, what would I? Another podcast that I want to. Uh, I maybe it'd be, like I think it'd be interesting to go into an area I know nothing about to learn about. You know, you know, yeah that that definitely I think that's where like the watch casts are interesting. Where it's like, yeah. hey, we're gonna go through and watch uh, all of Gundam. Totally, which I've seen almost nothing of real Gundam. I've seen Gundam Wing. I don't even know what Gundam is. Uh, giant robots, baby. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, like what if I we went into a different type of bug every week? You know, honestly, like that's kind of cool, right? Bugs are dope. Bugs are really cool. Uh, do you have any level of you being like grossed out by bugs? Oh yeah. yeah. No, that, that's yeah. part of the fun. Like snakes also <laughs> where it's like, snakes are weird. It's like, it's like a, a noodle with muscles in it. They are weird. It's, it's very strange, but they're fun. Like I, I guess I, my curiosity like is a tick higher than my creep creeped out creeped factor out by them. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a certain like fascination that overrides it. And well, a lot of bugs are really like the idea of like hive mind stuff is very interesting. Oh like with yeah, bees and ants. We could. <laughs> so our Patreon podcast will be researching different hive minds. <laughs> what are the other hive mind like creatures? Is it just uh, bees and ants? Well, there is like the mycelial network. There's the fungus. How how like large chunks of all of the fungus in the world are actually connected underground? Did you know that? What? Yeah, no, this stuff's crazy. Jesus, that's awesome. I know. That's so cool, man. I actually want to do this pod, the hive mind podcast. The hive. I guess we could go into like, I think after, we'd run out of real things pretty quickly and we'd have to go into like fantasy and sci-fi stuff. Yeah. And that's honestly a little disappointing because I feel like yeah. the stuff we find in the real yeah. world is going to be way more fun. It's going to be way cooler. Mm, um, maybe there's a way to... Talk about the Geth? From, from Mass Effect? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not opposed to, hey, let's talk about the Geth Civil War. Because <laughs> that's, that's what happens in the trilogy. <laughs> Hang on. No, no. We got we to gotta get, oh, we gotta get moving. I don't want to spoil Mass Effect. No, yeah, we got to get going. And I'm trying to. I don't know. I can't. I don't know any real life examples of hive mind creatures. Uh, I didn't know fungi. That's really interesting. I don't know if it's sentient. Oh, I mean, plants are sentient. That's the. Hey, I, yeah. Okay. I don't we, we, we don't. We don't want to spoil with plants. Uh. <laughs> the cover. Haven't you seen uh, the happening? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Anyways, okay. D- Darkwing Duck. That's the cover. Uh, it's we're yeah. in this phase of licensed games. It's like right. It's, it's here. Uh, fortunately, this is one of the Capcom NES licensed games, so it's so actually good pretty good. Do they dip in quality pretty quickly? Like once Capcom, like does Capcom eventually stop producing the good ones? And like, yeah, it's and they're all bad after that. Well, we had so in the NES era, it was Sunsoft did that Batman game. Yeah. And and the sequel, Batman Return of the Joker or whatever, and both of those are pretty neat. Yeah. And then Darkwing Duck and Chip and Dale and DuckTales and Tailspin's probably my least favorite of those. 
but still okay. I, I wonder if from like that developer point of view, they're like, why are we like giving all this money to Disney? Because like we know how to make good games, so we could just make our own mascot. Well, you s- screw Disney. Well, interesting. So you've been playing through Mega Man games. I have as part of like research for the podcast. Darkwing Duck is basically a Mega Man game, <sighs> except he can like hang onto the underside of ceilings and stuff. Okay, that sounds cool. So like, is it the p- pick any boss in any order? You kill the boss, you get like a new thing. Um, I, yeah, I don't know how the gear upgrades work in the game, but okay. it's definitely a, he is a Mega Man size sprite running around. Uh, we, we can talk more about it. In when the- we, yeah, we'll get the dark. Okay. That actually, I totally skipped it and didn't pay no attention to it because it's Darkwing Duck and I don't even know who that is. But if it's a Mega Man game, I'm in. This is definitely like, um, elder millennials remember in <laughs> uh, Gen X because th- this was a Disney afternoon character where, yeah, Disney had that stretch, uh, which we talked about with the other tie-in games, where they were just like, I don't know, we're not that big a company and we don't own everything yet. <laughs> what do we do? And it's like, well, let's just... <laughs> the Disney afternoon, I, I guess, started with DuckTales. And it's like, yeah. let's, let's make a catchy pop song for the theme song. And then let's, uh, you know, I think I think here they were trying to do Batman. They were trying to capture some Batmania. With, with the dark... Okay, yeah. Yeah, because he's kind of a semi-slapstick uh, action hero character. He, ro- he rides like a motorcycle with a sidecar. Okay, and, so, yeah. And he's dressed like the... So the look is he's dressed like the Shadow, if you know super old no, radio yeah. superheroes. I mean, sh- honestly, I don't hate his like design. He's like a cool, cool sly spy duck. The city he lives in is called St. Canard. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, and like Launchpad from DuckTales is his like sidekick in this show also. Cool, okay. Uh, anyways, That's fair. let's get dangerous. Is he ever in Kingdom's Hearts? And he makes the cut? No, is uh we gotta oh we gotta look it up. <laughs> that's 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 the big question. No, but he was in Smash. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Darkwing Duck is a minor character in the Kingdom Hearts Unlimited saga, appearing yeah. in the Fantastic Dreamtime and Return of the Keyblade. Hell yeah. This is oh god, <laughs> you just blew my mind. <laughs> Okay. Uh, um, mailbox. Mailbox. Uh, oh, actually, can we talk about an ad real quick? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, there's an ad before we get to the mailbox that says, uh, it's just in big, bold, black font. It says, punish right. your father when he gets home. Oh. Uh, which Oh, my. Yeah, it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. And they're just saying you should uh, punish him uh, by buying him a Game Boy. <laughs> Because <laughs> he's always like stealing your Game Boy, and you got to like say now, now this is your Game Boy. You got to stop touching my Game Boy. You're punished. So it's a weird fucking ad. I've done a lot of design work recently, yeah. and I got to in, in in general, I've worked as a designer off and on. Yeah, you know, uh, freelance and for work and whatever. But like, if somebody hired me and this is the ad I turned in, I would expect to be fired <laughs> uh, because not the copy for the ad is. Fine. Punish your father when he gets home? Yeah. Punish your father. <laughs> but like, there, there's no, the, the graphic layout is so simple. It really does. It, it's, um, it looks like. Uh, it's very basic. Because uh, it's literally just like black font and a picture of a Game Boy. And like big, uh, this is like Arial Bold or something that they're using for the font, like the big block letters. And uh, it's a sans serif font. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you have font opinions? Yeah, I do. Do you? I, I've I've had to 
I mean, the okay. So I almost failed the design class I took in college, <laughs> um, but I think part of that was because I was just not accustomed to how to uh, use how to treat design, thinking about design, uh-huh. which is that you should just look at it and try to pay attention to what your instinctual reaction is. Yeah. Cause that, that's it, you know, totally. Cause design is designed to like get into your brain. Totally. Yeah, I mean, that, that is interesting. It's like getting in a way it feels like it's kind of tangential to the comedy a little bit where it's a lot of just like trying to get in tune with your gut and trying to just be like, um, what yeah. was I saying? Like, uh, there was an art, a person who bought art in the way he, he, so he would, uh, he was a big like he'd buy like really expensive like million dollar art paintings whatever and the way he would figure out if he wanted to buy he would have his assistants like put uh, if he was going to buy a painting he would have them like hide it in his closet without telling him so when he'd open the closet he would see it out of nowhere and get a really raw instinctual reaction to it oh cool and kind of like mark that down yeah uh, and I thought that was a very interesting way of just trying to like uh, uh, build a process around gut checks that's oh, that's super interesting. Yeah, yeah that that feels like the way to approach art because y- you know how people are like, oh, a kid, my kid could do that. Like, there's even a documentary I think called "My Kid Could Do That." Oh, really? Uh, where it's like kind of layman criticisms of like high art, like painting. yeah, because it's like when it's just like a black square or something, or yeah, like, or like a red square and like a blue circle. But it's like the minute you're using your analytical mind to criticize art like that, you've already lost the thread. Like you're never, totally. yeah. because like that stuff, it has to be that visceral. This is so dumb. But the first thing I think of is the first season of daredevil, like the Netflix <laughs> there, because, uh, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, like the Kingpin meets, uh, his girlfriend. Cause she's an art dealer. Yeah. And, he buys this incredible, huge wall-sized white painting, yeah. but it's not just, it's like two shades of white Yeah, and it's made with like a palette knife or something. So this is very choppy, raw. It, it looks amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that was definitely one where it's like, no, I get it. I get why Kingpin bought this. It looks great. <laughs> I, I'm with you too. Uh, uh, I, I do think it's easy to shit on where I do think there's a lot more to it because um, I don't know why, but uh, yeah. Uh, it, it very much lives in the downstairs. Yeah, and uh, just to remind the audience, we're making fun of a Game Boy ad. <laughs> this this right. conversation came out of a Game Boy ad. Fuck the Game Boy. Uh, all right, yeah. I gotta, ma- stop, I gotta stop swearing. No, that's fine. Uh, mailbox. Fuck. Any, anything stand out? Uh, uh, I wrote a note. I read this a while ago. Uh, I just I just wrote a note. Do, do we think Steve Brown is going through some shit? I don't know what that means at this point. Uh, so the Who's... second letter is from Steve, and it says, okay, so the premise for this one was many readers of Nintendo Power have aspirations to become video game characters themselves. So basically, like, what would you do if you were a superhero for a day? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, who, which Nintendo character would you be? Yeah, pretty, um, pretty low-hanging fruit here. Yeah. Um, and- hey, kids. Do what's your favorite playground accessory? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I guess Steve has the shortest letter. Yeah, I get okay. I forgot. Okay, I'm kind of remembering it now. He says, I would like to be Dr. Mario, then I could cure people and everyone would be healthy. Oh my god, yeah, yeah he, no, that's a good read. Do we think he's going through some shit? Yeah, I think. Oh no, <laughs> poor, oh, no. poor Steve and or Steve's family member. Oh uh, man, yeah, or, poor our kid. friend or whatever. Oh no. Uh, my hearts go out to Steve Brown. 
I, I hope I hope that was just like a lark and you weren't dealing with a serious illness <laughs> yeah, in, in no your orbit. What. And you know what? Maybe it's it's been some time. Maybe maybe this this uh, uh, pain shapes you. So maybe Steve Brown <laughs> is a very empathetic and nice. Maybe he became a doctor. Maybe he is Doctor Mario. Yeah. Well, it's like the older brother in, uh, and never mind. All right. Hearts out to Steve Brown. Did, did you have any that stood out as? The only thing that I really liked here is, so a while back, there was a contest where you could just win a trip to go to Nintendo of America headquarters, uh-huh. like just an office building. Yeah. 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 Um, which is, they, they say it's like a trip to Seattle, but they're in Bellevue. So it's like really, it's the suburbs. It's like going to Orange <laughs> County instead of LA, yeah. but like, uh, they they have the winners of that contest. And I think at the time we were like, you know, honestly, this is not as flashy as going to a movie set, but yeah. probably would have loved this as a kid. Yeah. you. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, like, that's the thing is like, as a kid, you'd, I'd be expecting to walk into Willy Wonka's chocolate factory and like, yeah. would I be <laughs> it's just a cubicle farm? I know. Would I inevitably be like disappointed? But I, to be honest, I, if, if whoever was like running the trip, like whoever was like kind of in charge of this kid's journey, right. I bet they had a lot of power. I mean, I bet, especially with the kids, I bet if the person who was like running this like tour and stuff like that knew what, like knew what to do, he could make that like a magical experience still. And I would argue, even though it sounds boring to us, cause it is just an office building yeah. in an office park, but like they had, they've got their, their marketing mock-ups for their like store installs. So, you know, like the world of yeah, Nintendo things. Love that. Well, but like you're a little, <laughs> imagine you're a kid and you, you, you know, you only ever see the games at like Walmart Walmart or whatever. And then yeah. they have this pristine, like little village, you yeah. know, this little shop you can go into and totally. it's just like gorgeous and full of video games. Uh, yeah, honestly, that sounds great. You go into the cubicle farm and there's like, everybody's watching you from the coffee, you know, the, <laughs> the, the break room being like, what the fuck? Who, who is this? <laughs> little kid. And then the little kids, meanwhile, are like, this is where the game counselors live. Yeah. Live. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, boring but cool. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Okay. Hey, it's Darkwing Duck. We already we it, just we talked about it. Talked about this. Uh, yeah, it, it didn't. I kind of skipped this section because it's Darkwing Duck, but I it didn't really play. It's, I didn't understand that this was like Mega Man. They didn't really like show show their hand here. Yeah, it's the show. It's it, the. Sh- all these Disney afternoon shows are just like, what if a child's cartoon was based on our favorite thing from the adult world? Yeah, so it's so like, this is kind of a Batman-like show that's a little goofier. But all the villains, like, they have some pictures of these guys. One of them just looks like Dr. No. Or um, um, who's the guy who's in charge of Spectre? Um, Blofeld from James Bond. He's like a Bond villain. <laughs> so it's, it's like, yeah, I don't know. That, that's what they did in the nineties where it's like, what if Chip and Dale were uh, Indiana Jones and uh, yeah. the other one? That's interesting. I, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, that, that is kind of fun to be honest. Like, I think that's kind of, I, I don't know if these, any of these shows were good, uh, but uh, that's, I think that's like, I mean, playing this genre is really fun. So if they were like fucking around with that, that's cool. Yeah, I honestly don't know if I mean Tailspin was about sky pirates, like That's Crimson awesome. Sky style, nineteen thirties <laughs> alternate w- reality, like it, swashbuckling in the air. I mean, of all of them, that sounds the most down my alley. But yeah, again, that, they're all they're still kids' cartoons, so it's probably not down my alley. But I'm down. I love wacky races. 
Oh, you okay? So you have seen Wacky Races? I've seen a lot. Of, I've seen a lot. Of, we had the, like, the DVD set. Oh, and dude! I would watch like because uh, I just like the idea. So Wacky Races is like an old Hanna Bar. Yeah, Barbera. It's, a, it's a Hanna Barbera cartoon. And so like that's um, like the Flintstones and the jet skin jet the jet skis jet skis the, the jet skis and the Flintstones. <laughs> Uh, but the, the premise was, uh, it, Yogi bear, uh, speaking of like, uh, we talked about this a few episodes ago. I don't know if this was the last, but we talked about really liking, like, at least for me, really, I really like kind of like one note character, like Rick and Morty kind of style. Like Mega Man is like, you'll have like Candleman and he's just a candle person. <laughs> the, uh, the butter robot. Yeah. Like the butter, like, uh, and so that's very much wacky races. They have like a collection of racers that all have like a very clear gimmick. Like one is like. Uh, so it's a bunch of like race cars, but like one will be like an army tank and it's like full of army men. Yep. One will be like uh, a, a old like Flintstones car and it's cavemen. Yep. Uh, uh, and you literally just watch them race and go through like different antics. And like what I really liked as a kid is a different person won the race every time. So right. there's kind of like a gambling aspect to it. Yeah. Which is, I don't know <laughs> that that's problematic because I do think I'm actually, after going on a cruise, I've realized I am prone to gambling. <laughs> I see. I didn't, I mean, I won a bunch of money. But, oh, congratulations. Uh, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I cashed out because I don't have, I, but if I had money to spend because I gave myself like a $10 limit to gamble, I'm mm-hmm. like I got 10 bucks and I won 50. But if I had like, if I went into this cruise with like a lot of money, I probably would have lost like $100 or $200. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, but so I always had so much fun just guessing who I thought would win and seeing if they won. And like, so there was like kind of like a chance gamble game to every episode so i i love this show dude yeah i so when i watched wacky races yeah uh in elementary school it came on super early in the morning yeah. but on weekdays along with saved by the bell <laughs> so we'd watch it was like 6 30 in the morning or 7 a.m something like that we yeah. watched saved by the bell and wacky races and maybe another thing and the neighbor kids who we'd give rides to school would come over and hang out, and then we'd go to school. Oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah, so I always loved Wacky Races, um, although I do not remember much about it, just the yeah. it, aside from, uh, this, is, this is Dastardly and Muttley is the dog. Yeah, so the game is about Muttley. Yeah, this game looks terrible. Yeah, this game has nothing <laughs> to do, he's, he's not even, he's just, it's just a side-scroller. Yeah, it's a game, it's a show about racing, and the game on it is a side-scrolling Mario type game. <laughs> what the hell? I will say, I'm looking at a little thumbnail of what Muttley looks like when he is biting, and he looks amazing. It's just a very goofy, very wide open mouth, but um, yeah. Yeah, otherwise, uh, s- screw this. Could have been a game. I actually, owned, I actually had a Rocky Racing game on the Wii, and it was a, it was a racing game, which makes a, a lot more sense. And it, it, it wasn't a good game still, but... Uh, it feels like the opportunity is there to make, like... Yeah. Because they, they would frequently stop and have to get out of their cars to deal with stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, like... So it feels like a racing game with that part of it active be, would be really be interesting. fun. Yeah, I'm actually kind of with you on that. That sounds great. Like a racing game where you have to get out of your car and do shit. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, uh, uh, was it Need for Speed, The Crew or something? The cross-country one that's terrible? <laughs> is that is that, but yet, is that the premise of that game? You, like, would get in races, you'd have to, like, get out of your car and do shit? Yeah, it was, they were trying to do some, like, Fast and Furious stuff. So you can, like, vault over the front of the car hood and I don't know. <laughs> Apparently it was not very good. Okay, well, we're not game builders, so... I'm hey. sure all our ideas fucking suck. Yeah, the only hey, hey I don't play it if it's not burnout. <laughs> like, when it comes to Burnout's racing awesome. games, um, do another burnout game. Although I'm actually I'm a I'm a Mario Kart's my 
my I think Mario Kart's for me is the un, the, the king. Mario Kart's real good. Mario Kart's king. RoboCop. RoboCop three. Is there a third one? Yeah. How many RoboCop movies are there? Three. Three. Was three bad? Well, and there there's the remake they did like eight years ago, six years ago. I don't even know about that. Uh, the guy who directed Police Squad did it. Like the comedy, please. No, no. Um, what was uh, Elite Unit? Maybe Elite is unit? the name of it. it. It's a Brazilian. It's about the Brazilian federal police or whatever. Okay. It, those movies are really cool. Like yeah. it's kind of Heat style. The relationship between the politics—that's not Heat really—but the relationship between the criminals, the cops, and the politicians. Yeah. Anyways, RoboCop three. Peter Weller's not in it. It's PG thirteen. It's <laughs> RoboCop has a jetpack and becomes like it's like helping all the people in the slums that are going to get bulldozed. I don't know. I don't think any of these RoboCop games are good. Yeah. Didn't they just put out a good RoboCop game? No, they they started advertising for it. It's a first-person shooter. Yeah. It looks all right. Anything for classified info, or do we want to go to the comic? Let's go to the comic. Hey, Legend of Zelda. We're back. Man. Link's got the the Master Sword, and it's so powerful, it's shooting beams of light out through the forest canopy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like it uh, it looks like a a concert show. Yeah, and he, uh, the first thing he does with this thing is these these, uh, knights try to jump him, and he like fucking cuts them in half. And they explode. Yeah, dude, he fucks them up. That's this. This is a powerful sword. It's it's, not, it's basically a lightsaber. The way the comic portrays it, it looks really cool. The the fight scene. Uh, yeah. Again, like um, I don't want to say this every single time we read this, but I'm going to say it again. This comic would be better without the the dialogue bubbles. Oh man, because uh, it's especially like, in this one. I know it's just like cool action and uh, man, it's such a beautiful comic. It's it's a gorgeous comic. Uh, yeah, so Link uh, fights some guys, and then Zelda's like, "Hey, hurry up! Uh, they're about to <laughs> use me to open a portal or whatever." Yeah, and uh, then Link goes back to the kid who was taking care of the guy's wife. Yep, and, and he's and he's with the wife and and the husband now. Um, oh yeah, the little googly eyed inventor guy. Yeah. Uh, or the, I'm assuming that's the husband, or maybe that's someone else. He's the uh, older husband's having to take care. Like maybe he's part of the take care in. Uh, he's got multiple people taking care of his wife, uh, <laughs> <laughs> potentially. Uh, yeah. so, the, so they're going to build a hot air balloon, uh, cause there's like a big, like demon tower they have to get into and they're building yeah. this hot air balloon. And it's really funny cause, um, Link is just not helping with the building process. He's got to save his strength, which to be honest, he's not wrong. Right. It is. So he, he's kind of being lazy and like, he didn't really admit it's like, okay, he learned the lesson. He like, this yeah. whole last issue, he was like, it was talking about how he's like a piece of shit. He's a demon <laughs> or whatever. He's like, this de- it's his- yeah, he has, he's a, uh, he's got evil. He's got revenge in his heart. He's got revenge. And like, he never really learned his lesson. He just like grabbed a pendant and then suddenly his, his hand was good again. And honestly, this whole episode, this whole uh, magazine, he's just kind of, he's just killing people and, and not helping people out. So I don't, I still feel like his inner self is a demon. While we are, uh, <laughs> while, while we were repeating ourselves with every single installment of this comic, <laughs> it is so bizarre to read this because just like last time, that, that specific page where he's being lazy yeah. is so Scott Pilgrim-y 
Not huh. not the exact structure, but something about the way that it's put together and how it feels is so Scott Pilgrimy. Do you feel like you could see, uh, like we had Link laying on the couch, not being like, I'm not going to help laying on the, the, could you see Scott Pilgrim in that same exact pose on a bed? Yeah. 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 He would, uh, he would look similar. Like, yeah. I don't know. He'd be less like relaxed. He would be like hunched over playing a PlayStation portable or something. Man, I, I got to read this Scott Pilgrim books. You really got yeah. it. They're so funny. And it's, I'd be curious to see after having read a bunch of Nintendo powers, and like this comic, see if I could find like connections as well. I mean, Scott Pilgrim the movie is one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, you'll love the comic. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we had the same conversation <laughs> last episode. <laughs> look, hey, look. Um, okay. All right. So uh, then the the wizard. It's revealed that Ganon is behind everything. If you could believe that. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, and then Link shows up to try to stop him and smokes a bunch more guards, and it's fucking cool it's, again. It is cool. And I, I, I do want to say one more thing. I actually really like hot air balloons in fantasy worlds. Mm. It's a weird like trope that I'm always down for. Yeah, because every single time, they have to invent the concept of the hot air balloon yeah, dude, and I then li- build a prototype. Like Avatar The Last Airbender does that. Um, oh, man, they do. Dude, I, if, if literally, like, if... I want Game of Thrones. I want a scene of people inventing the hot air. Like I want every <laughs> fantasy series to at some point invent the hot air balloon. It's a great, it's a great trope. I'm trying to think if there's, is there an inversion that makes it better? Where it's just like in every fantasy thing, somebody invents the pencil or something, <laughs> the ballpoint pen. Um, I actually, uh, I was reading a fantasy book uh, where someone invents the sandwich. And it's so, it, it, and like everyone's like, and everyone's not down for it. Everyone's like, this guy's crazy. <laughs> and I, 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 we, what, is it a world where burritos are the norm? <laughs> that, that, that's your like. I mean, sandwiches are of, pretty advanced food if you think about it. Like, it requires a couple extra steps. It's like the one food stuff the English invented that was good. Sandwiches are great, man. Uh, yeah, what else could you invent? They invent um, a fog machine, they can invent <laughs> techno, they can invent the internet. <laughs> Uh, I think fog machine is that, that's my choice. I but I feel like a fog machine in the world of fantasy, you'd use that for like people would try to pretend to be wizards. Like it would be like for trickery. All right, the next time I do like high fantasy, like uh, fancy, you know, medieval esque fantasy, as opposed to like science fantasy or something, there's absolutely going to be a busker that's a one man band, like Dick <laughs> Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. Hell yeah. Uh, he's going to have the bass drum on his back, and when he walks, the cymbals are going to go off. He's going to have a smoke machine. Yeah, and maybe he's the one that invents the uh, the hot air balloon. <laughs> <laughs> and so, okay, so if we can continue this, uh, he fights, yeah. like, the Ganon's, like, minion guy, or is this guy Ganon? I don't know. Um, yeah, so Aghanim, the wizard, uh, Link tries to hit him with the sword, and it goes right, right through him or whatever, it's and... Then he freezes Link. I don't know. Basically, like he, he zaps Zelda. He finishes his thing, and that's how it ends. And it's then, like a cliffhanger of ending with like the bad guy, like yeah. one, but it's to be, be continued. So And Link uh, and the wizard facing off in the last panel, Link is more anime than he has ever been. Yeah, he really went up in anime. Uh, yeah, I actually, um, I don't know if this is because um, I've been unemployed and I feel like sometimes when I uh, am in like a place that sucks in life, uh-huh. I will randomly like media that's not that good, but I'll just 
for some reason, just cause I need a win. Like I need something to be like enjoyable. Okay. I'll like be like, this is, this is so good. And I didn't really feel like this comic was good, but I remember just finishing this and being like, okay, that was actually like pretty good. And I, I think that was, <laughs> and now you're taking it back. I think that was from a basis of like, do you relate to that at all? Do you ever feel like when you're like in a place that is like rough or challenging that you'll ever like, like something more than you should? Is that relatable to you at all? I don't know. I mean, the last time I was like, and it doesn't have to be unemployment. Like it could be like after a breakup or after like some sort of like classic area of turmoil. So the problem is like, I, I'm thinking of all the rough spots. You just haven't been in a rough spot. In the, no, I have, the but all the stuff that I watched in red is awesome. Oh, in really? that era. Like I'm thinking I was in a rough spot and I watched the playthrough of the last of us cause it had just come out and yeah. I was like, this is incredible. Oh, so you're actually like globbing onto the right stuff. Yeah. I'll glob onto just absolute garbage and be like, this was the best. And I'll like recommend a shitty movie to a friend. And then like a month later I'll be like, Oh my God, did I just recommend that? Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think maybe maybe music. I'm more likely to listen to bad music in certain eras. Okay, interesting. So may, maybe it's like, yeah, I've I like to think that I have pretty good taste in music. Yeah. And um in pretty broad taste too. Like I like a lot of stuff. Totally. New new things, old things, um obscure stuff from when I was younger and like I, I don't know. Sometimes I will be super excited about a song and friends will be like, Hey, what do you listen to? I'm like, check this shit out. And 20 seconds later, I'm like, Hmm, this is not going to land at all. This, <laughs> this song might not even be good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Game Boy games. Boom. All right. A bunch of games. I uh, got Batman. We got the fun pack four in one. Uh, I have so few opinions about all these. Oh, what, oh, what about except, the work boy? So the work boy, I actually have the opposite of few opinions. Yeah, I've got so many opinions on the work boy. So the work boy is a little keyboard attachment that turns your Game Boy into kind of a, somewhere between like a Palm Pilot and a, like a little baby computer. It's like a little mini laptop. Like it's literally like a little, little teeny tiny keyboard that you plug into your Game Boy yeah. and your screen turns into like a operating system. And it's meant to be kind of like a business companion, like a travel yeah, business like, thing. No way. Yeah, way. You think so? You, like what, like which one of these, like of these apps. So again, we've actually, we've actually touched on this before. This seems like, and again, yeah, I, I, I've been kind of negative. This is a very, it seems like a very innovative and ahead of its time idea. Cause we've actually, we had an episode, I think with George, where we there was a bunch of like there was a bunch language of like, learning or translation yeah thing. so yeah. it'd be like a cartridge that's just uh it's got like a calculator on it and it's got like a clock on it and then there'd be another one with like measurement stuff like it, each one would have like different stuff on it and this seems like the next evolutionary step of that because it seems like it's one cartridge with all of that and it also has a keyboard that hooks up to it, the game boy this is almost like a franklin planner in a, you know what a Franklin planner is? I have is? no idea what a Franklin planner My dad had Franklin planners. Yeah. We don't need them because we have like Outlook and phones and yeah. like Google Calendar. Like all, it's it's honestly shocking to go back 30 years and to realize like how how much more powerful and small like our ways of keeping track of stuff are. Yeah. So this thing's got like a day book, which is like appointments. It's got a calendar. It's a little alarming that the day book and the calendar are separate things. Cause I would very much like to know <laughs> that something is happening on a day and what time it's happening. Yeah. At. Uh, there's a temperature exchange between metric and Imperial. So you can see <laughs> that 
30 degrees Celsius is warm and 40 is too much, but yeah. 20 is about right, uh, which is the shorthand I learned. There's a local clock, which, uh, all right, so we should just get out in front of the fun part. This thing never came out. Oh, really? Yeah, and I did a little research on it because there's a amazing Did You Know Gaming video uh, okay. that goes into this thing because this has been like one of the whole, holy grail accessories that nobody can ever find. Oh, is it like super pricey? It doesn't exist. It doesn't even exist. Yeah, but they, they found it. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, um, so there's multiple parts. And honestly, I don't want to steal the thunder from the video because you should, if you are interested in like huh. this piece of history, but as a broad overview, like the Did You Know Gaming video, they track down the guy who's the project manager on this. Yeah. And that's how they found the hardware. Um, but the even better part is they were able to get the software because of the uh, Giga Leak, like the huge hack. Oh, yeah. So, and, and I'll stop there because, again, I, you should go watch the video if you're wow. at all intrigued oh, by like. Oh, shit. That's all. I, I'm going to go watch that video. That sounds awesome. It's there's all kinds of like why didn't it come out is answered in the video like it is and you get to see it running it's amazing because uh, I mean I was thinking about this like having this like big keyboard accessory on to your game I'm like it seems like something you there would be other games that use that keyboard accessory like that seems like a pretty yeah not here yeah it didn't even come out here here's a okay one little yeah, get, factoid uh, that's give, not really a spoiler get a little taste um the local clock Game Boy does not have a built in clock the keyboard is what keeps track of what time it is Whoa! when the system is off. Wild. So, so if stuff like that is intriguing to you like it is to us. Wow, that's awesome. Look up the Did You Know Gaming uh, video on Workboy, and it is, it is a yeah, treat. I need to go watch that. Yeah, I mean, this, this was super interesting. And again, I, I came at it a little negative. Uh, I, I do, it does seem like a very like innovative, it, it, I mean, again, it feels a little bit like VR where it's like, this is like a really cool idea that doesn't seem like it's there yet. Yeah, I think but, what didn't make sense to me was in this era, I think this predates the Palm Pilot by a little bit, but there yeah. were personal organizers that existed then. I think the thing that sets this apart is the price, because you're looking at a Game Boy was, what, $99 yeah. when it first, around this era, and then this thing would have been 80 So for 200 bucks, you've got a little organizer that feels like it makes sense. Yeah, and if you already have a Game Boy, then it's even cheaper. So you have a bit of a buy-in as well. That Yeah, that was absolutely the angle they were going for because if you wanted to get a personal organizer, like, when did the Newton come out? Apple. Newton. Oh, that, that is very interesting. It's like, yeah, if you already own this thing, and you probably do because so many people own the Game Boy. Very cool idea. Oh, Apple Newton was May 92. So that's, when is this issue? Right now. It's May 92. It's literally, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but how much did it cost is, is the real question mark here. Yeah, so let me look it up really quick. Oh, there was a bunch of them. Newton was an operating system. God damn it. This is so, should do a Patreon podcast about old hardware. <laughs> yeah, we just found our, um, we just found what we would talk about it during the Patreon. I feel like this stuff is already covered because there's a bunch of Gen Xers, Gen Xer nerds who, already cover this stuff i mean i've got to say that's uh reading this magazine i'd say one of the cooler things uh that I've, I've been enjoying is the um is the stuff that didn't come out like the weird uh like is the cd we, i mean we piano had two in a row thing? yeah just all these random things that just never happened 
$700. So yeah, oh, to put shit. it in perspective, like a message pad is the one that I'm looking at. I did not know Newton was an operating system in different hardware companies, each built planners. Yeah. But yeah, so in 1992, that was your option. And it didn't do shit. Like, n- neither does this. But <laughs> Yeah, totally. We're so spoiled by yeah. comparison. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's really cool stuff. There's that uh, uh, final, final thought to make it slightly more interesting because we just talked about a PDA for <laughs> like 20 minutes or something. Um, yeah, what, I'm going to get more interested with this. All right, you uh, wake up. What's the yeah? Get it. What's the band about a girl? Uh, and I miss you like the desert to miss the rain, like that song. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? It's an it's an old song from the '90s, and the lyrics are like, "Yeah, I was on walking down your street again, and I went to go see if you were there, and you'd moved, and I guess I'll just never know what happened to you, and I miss you." Is uh, like the entire plot of the lyrics of that song. Yeah. That's so, that doesn't happen. Yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. Find them on Facebook. Totally, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's crazy. You could really track anything, anyone down pretty easily. It's, uh, I, all right. Uh, do, do, a, do we want to take a break or do we want to read these Nintendo Power Awards? Yeah, we should take a break. Uh, beer break? Beer break. Beer break. Hey, you're listening to the Now You're Playing With Podcast, the podcast. Oh. Are you ready? This is the beer break brought to you by Howard and Nestor. Hey, I'm Nestor. Um, glub up that beer, my friend. Here we go! Hey, it's me, Pimple, of the Battletoads. Hey, what are you doing in my front door, drunk? What's going on? Hey, yeah, what, do, do you have something to say? You, you listen to my radio show? Pop that pimple in the morning, <laughs> K-Rock. K- yeah, 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 that's the one where you... 1997's like, Southern California, where you drive time of the year. Piss off guests. Yeah, yeah, we, we had a lot of fun back in the day. <laughs> you, me, and the other listener, <laughs> listeners, listeners, me, me and the boys. Why, why is there glass shards all over the ground? Yeah, I smashed my <laughs> smashed my bottle of Thunderbird. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, well, yeah, what are you, what are you trying to sell me? Uh, Battletoads are going on tour, but uh, it's not important. Never mind. All right, let's get back to the guys. What are we doing? Uh, Nintendo. Um, it's the Nesters. Uh, let's talk about the work boy for another. Honestly, I would give the work boy a Nestor over the Battletoads. Yeah, dude. I was wondering how you'd feel about this. So it's the Nesters is like the Oscars or whatever uh, for uh, Nintendo games. And they give awards for like best theme, best challenge, best game, yep. whatever. And, and you're blessed with a, uh, a little statue of that little fucker, <laughs> that, little, that little worm eater. Yeah, that little like it's it's a cursed statue that'll kill you when you're sleeping uh yeah uh so this time around though there's three systems out so there's like all these categories applied to the nes game boy and the super nintendo it's really chaotic but they have settled into this thing where it's like you know the red banner stuff is the nes purple is game boy and snes is green and that's the color scheme they yep they figured out a little while ago pretty classic you know those are the three primary colors right or they're the three Uh, Actually, I was about to say it's no, purple is not a prime, but Game Boy uh, Blue is a primary yeah, color. Yeah, this would be blue yeah. and then green, and then yellow is like I was I'm confused. Like, there's a certain version where like when the colors are additory, it's like yellow, but when it's reductive, it's green or something like that, right? Yeah, and if you want to get really crazy with printing, then you gotta. This is me talking you're like probably, a designer. You're probably actually, you're probably actually have an in-depth knowledge of this stuff, right? Since you like do a lot of like Photoshop and I. So computer displays, it's all RGB and also camera sensors 
there's no yellow, and I actually don't know why uh, it's RGB instead of uh, red, yellow, blue, which is the additive colors. That's like for painting, if you're like... Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because red and yellow make orange, yellow and blue make green. I, I don't know why green... It's, I don't get it. I don't understand why that works that oh, way. I don't get it. Here's a thing, a it's factoid confusing. I remembered that might explain <laughs> why green is so important. Uh, our, our eyes are built to pick up green at uh, greater detail levels than any other color. I, is it great? It's greater. Because uh, we, I thought it was less. Uh, we're, we're more sensitive to green stuff because uh, caveman era survival in the woods type things. I also thought it had to do with definitions. Like I thought we, we, we at least, I thought we were worse at uh, uh, understanding different shades of green because we have less, um, uh, we have less uh, names for it. The human eye sees green as more than just a color. Green is often a symbol of nature. And that doesn't help me. Yeah, that's bullshit. Um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I always Why thought- can the human eye see more shades of green? Each primary color resembles or matches up to a specific wavelength. The color blue is at the bottom, red is at the top, green is in the middle, I guess. So, so in- yeah, I thought I had always heard that because we like have less like with blue, there's navy blue, there's baby blue, there's just normal blue, there's like... You're uh, saying there's only one shade of green? There's not, like, there isn't, we don't have, like, a lot of, like, definitions, and, like, <gasps> our brains really operate within, like, categorizing Forest things. green, neon green, yeah. pastel green, sea green. <laughs> See, maybe, it's, maybe you're just a green boy. No, this is definitely, so, when it comes to pixels on camera sensors, there are more green, there are double the number of green pixels. Okay. On a, like, a Bayer array. Um, so, and the reason why is because of our sensitivity to green stuff. So they double up on pixels. I want to, I want to have a heated debate about green. <laughs> the color or our eye sensitivity <laughs> our eye to sensitivity it? Sensitivity to green. All right. There, there's All right. at least one of our listeners is very angry at us right now. <laughs> Cause we're kind of, we're like kind of debating a thing we don't know. We're we like, no I idea. think that it's, we should stick yeah. to video games. I think I saw a video. Um, okay, yeah. Speaking of video games, um, the Battletoads, how do you feel about the Battletoads absolutely sweeping? Yeah, so the Battletoads won like every just category. A, uh, except for Challenge went to the Ninja Gaiden 3, yeah. But they won every other category for the NES. Uh, I think it's a crock of shit, but... I, I feel like you're hard on the Battletoads, if I'm being honest. Yeah, you know, I don't hate the game. I hate yeah. the Toads. <laughs> Especially the big one. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, this is a good. It's a good spread. Super Mario World won a bunch of them, which is fair. Uh, Final what? Fantasy Two got a little. Super Ghouls and Ghosts won one, and that feels well. It was for challenge because that game is super hard. Yeah, I guess that's. Um, uh, and then Metroid Two got the best. It, the winners for the NES is Battletoads for the Game Boy is Metroid Two, and for the Super Nintendo is Mario World. I'm I'm okay with that. I mean, yeah. To be honest, it wasn't like a great year for the NES. Right. I mean, Battletoads came out. <laughs> uh, like Battletoads is I, again. I'm, I think you've been hard. I think it's a pretty good game. But there's just like what again? Yeah. The second place. Okay, so Battletoads won. Second place was Tecmo Super Bowl. Not a bad game, but that's like it's not. It's not the strongest year when there's like years where Super Mario three and you know. Yeah, I mean, um, Star Tropics came in second on one of these, but so did The Simpsons Bart versus the Space Mutants, which that game's not challenging because it's a good game. That game's challenging because it's, it's yeah. borked. 
I believe, is the technical term. (laughs) It's a bad game. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, that's... uh, I always do feel like this is a little bit of a Nintendo thing. Like, they've never been the best at third party. They're actually probably... I mean, they're still... They're kings in this era, but it was always like... The, there's always like one year where a big Mario game and a big Zelda comes out and you're like, oh my God, they're on fire. This is such a great year for Nintendo. Then every other year, like, it's just like random. I'm still upset that they delayed the next Rabbids game. Did they, Mario and Rabbids is 2 that, or whatever. Is that still coming out this year or did it get delayed Oh, is that year? coming out this I don't know. Speaking of XCOM likes. Yeah, it's great. That's um, it, Even better because it was a game that was very easy to get on sale for like $10 yeah. all the time. Man, I'm going to put that on the list of games to buy when I have money. Um, oh, man. I'm excited. All right, here we go. Now we're talking. We're back, we're back at the comic book. That's good. Super uh, Mario Adventures. Super Mario Adventures. Uh, once again, I, I, I think this comic is great. I, it's I, so good. It's like, I mean, I, we don't even go to, like, this episode, this comic, it follows story structure, even. Like, it, it does, hmm. like, uh, we could... We could talk about that a little bit. But they, I mean, like the Zelda comic is such like mythic and so like it should follow like story structure. Like it should be story circle adjacent. Right. And the Mario Adventures is following that way better, which is crazy. Like they're actually ha- they're setting things up that pay off and solve problems. It's also it it definitely get, benefits into, from having multiple characters who can be in peril when it, but who also have agency who are like basically doing stuff and kicking butt. Yeah. So, yeah, you want to dive into the start? All right. So, yeah. So, again, this comic is great. Also, this like Mario comic that's like very slapstick, very fun. It's also like a serialized comic. And so, yeah. Or every every single mag, like issue or volume, or I guess like entry, uh, picks up from the, when the last one did. And so the last one had this big cliffhanger of Princess Peach falling out. And like, she like ended up getting this like rug that she like. Did some tricks with a suspiciously yellow, but cape-shaped rug. Yeah, so she follows this rug that uh, you know is clearly the uh, the cape from uh, from Mario World, Mario yeah. World, and she uses it to do like that fly stuff. That's so like to be honest, like that's like again, just like to think of like trying to like slow burn this like they because they presented it as like this rug that just conspicuously became this cape i think just doing like a slow burn of like oh it's actually this like that's way more nuance and detail than any of the other comics i've ever done like I, I do think even just that move itself is uh showing at least a little bit more thought and process into this comic it's it's definitely for a comic that's so goofy and slapstick it's it's really fun and it definitely is trying to have some fun with like introducing actual drama. So yeah, the princess is flying and then Mario and Yoshi and Luigi are back with the door to door salesman Floyd yeah, run into him. And they, and they've been like literally like just at the edge of this between them and the tower that where the princess peach was being held captive is this massive moat. And so yeah. they're just kind of like stuck in this predicament. And then uh, Luigi sits on a cannon and Mario knocks him off, and that actually sets the cannon off. And then he has to ride a bullet bill over the moat. And he actually sideswipes <laughs> Peach's uh, flight, and they both crash. Yeah, I thought it was super fun. The idea of like, uh, so this whole idea, like, okay, we're starting, like, okay, there's this moat. We can't get to the tower. We got to get the princess. And to immediately have the Mario and the princess uh, switch places. Yep. So fun. 
It's it's super great. That's really fun. I'm in. That's that's a wild choice. And just to do that in second one, I thought that was just really fun. So yeah, Luigi runs to Peach and Mario is surrounded by Koopa kids. And then yeah, because his bullet bill shoots straight into the tower. Like literally they like literally like just teleport and, and, and take the exact place the other person was at. Uh so yeah, the Koopa kids have Mario. Princess Peach is so great in this comic. She's yeah, Princess so Peach awesome. is just she crashes into a tree. It's like that's the the one thing that takes her out is almost dying and like falling two hundred feet, <laughs> and now she's unconscious. Yeah, she's unconscious because she just fucking fell out of a window. Uh, and then, then, so Bowser is yelling at the kids for losing Peach, and then they make a reference to Hulk Hogan, which is weird. <laughs> I didn't know. I don't know. I don't really. I, I, I'll miss out any Hulk, Hulk Hogan. I don't. I don't know enough the, about him. You remember him as the guy who took down Gawker. <laughs> I know you love New York gossip. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about him. Bath salts. That's not Did a. He, uh, that's just a general Gawker reference. <laughs> yeah, I'm not following uh, any of that. All right, all right, yeah, this is what it is to be an elder millennial. But you know, uh, what I do understand is the Koopas have Mario hostage now, and uh, yeah. They've swapped places, and literally the next like couple panels is just literally a hostage negotiation. Yep, uh, which is like they didn't expect this next comic to be like an in-depth hostage negotiation between the Koopas and Luigi. And it's so savage because they bring a stuffed Mario doll, the little uh, wind-up Koopas, and then they burn it to show how serious they are. Yeah, I as soon as they started doing like hostage negotiation, they're like genuinely like threatening, and like they do that, I'm in. Yeah, so the princess is like in a coma because she <laughs> fell out of the sky. Yeah. And uh, they want her back, but Luigi doesn't want to give her up. So he teams up with Floyd to get a makeup kit that he was trying to sell to a piranha plant. Yeah, so earlier on, they had a, you know, they ran into Floyd and it, was, it just seemed like a joke. It was like, oh, Floyd's always trying to sell something shady. He's this weird business guy. He's always selling shady stuff. He's like been a reoccurring character and he's just selling makeup stuff. And I'm like, oh, we could actually use that. And so they use the makeup to uh, uh, make Luigi look like Peach. And I still, Floyd just blows my mind still. Like he just shouldn't exist, but I don't hate him. But I don't like, understand. I, yeah, it, it's, um, I mean, it, to be honest, like it kind of goes on par with, uh, 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 the Mario, like Mario Odyssey having like a T-Rex in it or like humans. Oh, it's like yeah. Mario always has that like aspect where you could like add something a little discomforting, but to pull that off, I actually do think with this like comic and I'm not even like being ironic here. Like I, I, I think friendly Floyd kind of works and I'm curious on what the art of like merging something odd into this universe, like how, how much does that actually take a lot of thought or did they just like throw this at a wall? It almost feels like, cause so Floyd's purpose here, so the last time he showed up, his role was to kind of introduce Yoshis because Yoshis can't talk. Yeah. And, and that he, became the joke because when he sold the Mario Brothers a translation book, it didn't help them at it, all. It was just like Yoshi saying Yoshi. It was, yeah. Every word was Yoshi. So, so he, he ripped him off. And then here he Fun. has the makeup kit that helps move the plot forward. So Floyd is very much, it feels like he is shoehorned in to keep things moving. A little bit, but to be honest, it worked for me. I, I, I like Floyd. I, I like Floyd, man. He, he's he got, like, there's the part, just 
he, he wants to sell stuff and everything else is out of his comfort zone. <laughs> like he, he's just caught off guard by just about everything that isn't hawking wares oh, out totally. of his suitcase. Floyd definitely gets home. He doesn't know what to do. So he just drinks the six pack. He falls asleep, wakes up hungover and he's back to sales. Hey, don't <laughs> threaten me with a good time. <laughs> the the uh, sale, salesman special. Uh Hey, it's time for the big annual sales meeting. Uh, unfortunately, the night before, everybody hung out in the hotel bar. So if you move that laser pointer around too much, I'm going to puke. <laughs> and, you know, we've all, we've all got a friendly Floyd in us. Uh, yeah. We, we all... Aren't we all <laughs> friendly Floyd? <laughs> he's, he's our access. He's our avatar in the Mario in the, universe. Yeah, that, I think that's his point. I think he's kind of the main character of this, of this event. Um, so... Yeah, you want to take us home? Uh, yeah, so yeah, pretty much they do. That, that's like, Flynn and Floyd's been sending them like, makeup. They're like, oh, this is an opportunity to, to dress and make Luigi look like Princess Peach. And they just send, they just send them in, uh, and it's to be continued. So uh, uh, the, the Koopas during the host uh, the hostage negotiation said, we want the princess or Mario's. Uh, we're going to burn him to death, is what they pretty much said. Yeah, uh, so it looks like what happened was, <laughs> if you read between the lines here, Floyd and Luigi... Uh, stripped the unconscious Princess Peach naked. Yeah. And took her clothes and hopefully put Luigi's clothes on her. And then, yeah, Luigi has done himself up to look like her. And not even that, they took her hair. So that means if, <laughs> if you're going to go that far. Shaved um, her bald. They shaved her bald. <laughs> and they were telling this is for you. <laughs> yeah, this is for your own good. We're, <laughs> we're trying to help you. Um, and you can't tell that it's Luigi in there because uh, she is wearing a face mask, which I think at the time probably would have been strange to us, but makes a lot more sense now that we've uh, gone through that whole pandemic. Yeah, thing. totally. I got a little pan- It is always weird. It's so weird seeing masks in, in like old media. Like I've been kind of because there's a new season of Rick and Morty. I've been rewatching episodes, right? And like there's an episode uh, like where they go to the, the Rick and Morty Citadel, where there's like all the like there's different. There'll be like a Rick and Morty who are made out of like you know they'll be like hammers or something. You know, there's like yeah. all this, but they, <laughs> the hammer Rick and Morty. Yeah, but they uh, that's your reference. There was like uh, they were walking behind. There's just a Rick and Morty that just had face masks on, and I'm like, it's always like weird to see like oh my masks were a thing before the pandemic. They were really that's weird. I mean, they were common in. Asia because they had flu epidemics. Oh yeah, and I mean, that's even, why. So people would actually wear masks when they were sick, like decent human beings. To- totally, and I, I live in K Town where people are wearing masks. I think just for the air quality in LA before the pandemic. yeah, no kidding. Yeah. So yeah, it's an, another oh, man. This, the, com- this comic is so good. To be honest, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a pandemic. Uh, this comic is great. I, a pandemic uh, <laughs> confession. I honestly did not know that like. You were supposed to like. Whenever I was sick, I never thought of the fact that I could get someone else sick. Like, yeah, never that I like. I've never taught that, that was a thing you should be like aware of or conscious of. And I've always been like, oh, I'm just sick. Honestly, yeah, that was my main takeaway. Was it's like, wow, I can be less of a jerk and try not to make other people sick with the virus I have. Yeah, because like, uh, as opposed I, to just not caring. If I get like a cold. I'm like, okay, it's not COVID, but I'm like, I sh- I feel like I still need to not get people sick, right? Yeah. That's still the goal. Yeah, that seems considerate. <laughs> that seems like a, a considerate thing that you can do. Yeah. Fucking love that comic. Counselor's Corner. Shane Lewis, please help me with Zelda. Um, kind of looks like Josh. And honestly, the guy on the right kind of looks like Drake. Hmm. And I've got nothing else to say about that. 
Uh, we're here at Zardian. We're in the, the SNES games now. And uh, all I want to say about Zardian, cool looking robots. They got some anime giant robots yeah. that are really pointy. Uh, the game is fine. We're here at Super Adventure Island, Master Higgins' latest adventure. Um, it's kind of the same as the NES ones, but it's got upgraded uh, 16-bit graphics. And uh, Master Higgins is super great. Interfold. And on the back of all the uh, Super Adventure Island maps, it's an advertisement for the Simpsons' Krusty's Funhouse game. Yeah, it's... Um it's just a poster of the Simpsons and it's like, one thing I really like is, um, in like cartoons, I always love the depiction of a gigantic crowd, like seeing all these like mice, yeah. like the way it's like drawn, uh, I guess, I don't know how to like say this in an interesting way, but the, the way you like draw like a mass, it, uh, fuck, I, I don't know. An interesting like way a, to swa- say this. a swarm of mice. Yeah. Yeah, because the premise of Krusty's Funhouse is you're playing Krusty the Clown and there's all these mice that get loose, these little purple mice that get loose in your facility and you got to get, you got to kill them or trap them or something. Um, and they, they look awesome. They're like little angry Simpsons mice. Um, yeah, I wish I could describe why I like this, but I can't. So sorry, well, sorry, viewer. Uh, a big part of it, in my opinion, is uh, Krusty the Clown getting bitten and swarmed over by lots of mice and screaming and flailing his arms. I think that's really great. Yeah, it's fun. Do you, when you, uh, we might read, when you see these posters, are you getting like a full poster or are you getting like, I have to like flip between three pages that are just different. Yeah, it's it's a fold out yeah. thing. So you can cut it out of the magazine and like pen it to your wall or whatever. Yeah. We, are you looking at right now for whatever source you're reading the magazine? Are, are you seeing the full poster in its form or are you like piecing it together in your head? Nah, yeah, I got, I got to piece it together. Okay. okay, just double checking. I had this one and apparently I didn't like it because I don't have it anymore. I threw away, <laughs> I kept covers for a couple of issues and then and threw everything else away. Uh, I, I mean, honestly, like seeing this poster and I, I do like it, I, I sometimes forget how uh great the simpsons art style is it's very charming like their, their color palette is top notch it's it's fantastic and uh honestly these mice look very simpsonsy they look yeah. on brand like to be, like i feel like in japan like we were talking about like the dragon ball like stuff is always very distinct and very like colorful and nice i feel like our version is the simpsons like it's just like this color palette that just is very clean and you can kind of melt into a little bit oh interesting so you're saying Matt Granig and Akira Toriyama are the same? Yeah, they're the same. Uh, what about, do you think Charles Schultz fits in there? Who's Charles Schultz? Uh, Peanuts, like Snoopy, Charlie Brown. Maybe a little bit. Uh, they don't have like, um, Dragon Ball Z and The Simpsons are very, uh, they're very pot, they're, they're very bright colors, which I like. Where I feel like this, the Charlie Brown could be a little muted, right? Um, yeah, it's such a melancholy comic. Yeah, like it bums me out where like, I feel like Dragon Ball Z and The Simpsons just is like, uh, it just shoots like kind of like a happiness beam into my brain a little bit. Uh, Where I, think, I feel like uh, uh, Charlie Brown, I mean, the art style is very distinct and, and I, I would say worth uh, probably saying it was important and good, but uh, it, it bums me the fuck out. So no. I think there, there's gotta be, cause there's like the Ghibli style and there's the Disney. Like, now, now, Well, yeah, yeah. I think Ghibli and Disney kind of go hand in hand, but for, I like Ghibli. Ghibli is so, Ghibli is my probably favorite art style. 
to begin with because it, it goes both it's it's got that dirty out it's like really beautiful with the dirty underbelly yeah uh you just got me to look up rumiko takahashi who's, uh, who's that she did uh ranma one half and the mermaid scar their mermaid scar Let me look uh up. saga or whatever mermaid scar was a favorite how did we get a hold of that i think a friend of ours had it on vhs and we taped it like we copied the tape but like it's this super messed up Oh, yeah, look at that. Mermaid Scar is dope. That's a creepy-looking creature. Uh, is it one of the lost souls? Any, uh, anyways. Uh, how would I know that? Uh, <laughs> is it a giant green monster? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So if you eat the flesh of the mermaid... <laughs> uh, Damn, so are these like really dark? 99 times out of 100, you die. Or 98 times. No, it, it's like two-thirds of the time you just die. Most of the other times you turn into a monster and the last one is you, you become immortal. So it's about oh, it's two. a risk. Yeah, it's this boy and girl immortal like traveling the countryside and running into other fucked up immortals and it's really violent. Man, this sounds awesome. Mermaid Scar is so fucking cool. Hell yeah, dude. Listeners, watch Mermaid Scar. Contra 3. Is this one of the good ones or is this a bad one? This is one of the good ones. One of the good ones. Yeah, this is... Uh, I. I'm trying to remember the format I used to get through those other games so I could use it here also. But um, yeah, Contra 3 rules, man. This game's great. I see there's a top-down section. Yep, there's some top-down levels uh, and you steer your guy with the shoulder buttons. Fun. You, you is, fight that, a is that actually fun? Turtle monster. Uh, I like the side-scrolling stuff more. I, this game's crazy. Like Contra games rule for the most part. This is one of those. Cool. Play Contra 3. I like the Metal Slug out, uh, uh, art style probably a little bit more. Yeah, I, I would argue Metal Slug is kind of like an You can draw a line from yeah. Contra 3 to Metal Slug. I, I can definitely see. Yeah, I, it reminded me of that a little bit. It, it is a good it's great art style. Um, Super Soccer. Yeah, Super Soccer and Super Soccer Champ. Oh, man, somebody screwed oh, man. up. Once it, it, you always notice, but I, I, never, I always assume it's the same soccer game. So this is, this is dark. Uh because it is, it's another roundup with multiple games, and it's Super Soccer Showdown, and it's so Nintendo put out a game called Super Soccer. Nintendo mm-hmm. published it, and Taito put out Super Soccer Champ. Wow, I know this is like like not only are they rounded up together, but the games have basically the same name. Yeah, it almost looks like uh, Super Soccer Champ almost seems like Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Like it just seems like it's like the definitive edition. Yeah, I, I don't know. This is a mess. Where's FIFA? FIFA doesn't come out for a couple yeah, years. A mess. We gotta get John Madden in there. Yeah, John Madden Soccer. John Madden Soccer. <laughs> John Madden. Charles Barkley's Soccer Guiden. <laughs> oh, dude, we should do. You know, to be a potentially fun Patreon or special podcast episode is on. Um, homebrew weird hack together games that use old Nintendo game assets. Yeah. So you could do like Barkley shut up and jam Gaiden. Yeah. One of my, one of my favorites. Yeah. I I would, I'd be interested in learning, like getting experiencing one of those games that I don't think I've done a ton of that. (laughs) Charles Bart, like basketball is outlawed in a post-apocalyptic future where Michael Jordan is like the cop who outlawed, like, enforces it <laughs> because Charles Barkley did a, a thing called a chaos dunk and it ended the world. 
That's awesome. But the game, the Hell game is yeah. really about Charles Barkley's son, Hoops Barkley, <laughs> in this uh, in this apocalyptic future. That's awesome. Hey, there's they got a write up on sculptured software. This is very uh, this is pretty interesting. Did you read this? Uh, kind of. I was kind of bored about it. If I'm being honest, but it, it, yeah, what, the, what do you got? This isn't the rare guys talking about their horses and Ferraris. Yeah, these pe- these are people who are just genuinely passionate about what they do. Yeah, there's a couple of guys that started a company and they do license games. And generally speaking, it seems like they pride themselves on trying to make good license games. Yeah, it seems like they didn't, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, so they did do the NES Monopoly game, which I guess... In a previous episode, I gave a friend of the pod a hard time for playing that instead of uh, just having a life, yeah, like talking to girls (laughs) Um, or anybody really. Yeah, anything's better than NES Monopoly. There is an old P Company sketch video that's literally just footage of him playing the game for like I don't know five or ten minutes, and he's just ignoring them. And then he'll say like, "Oh, got Park Place." (laughs) <laughs> that's fine we gotta find that video uh apparently i was too hard on monopoly apparently that nes monopoly game is actually good oh and, really and is well liked by people so like they did a good they kind of like they had a mission make monopoly on the nes and they did it they did, they did a good of a job so they could do yeah good on them and they also did the uh wwf wrestling game that we were disparaging last episode but is that apparently also like again i probably should not have any opinions on any of these games because i have not played any of them it's crazy that I'm pretending that I know what's good and what's bad. That's insane. Player pull contest. Here hey. we go. This one's pretty wild. They're- hey, they brought in our favorite game critics, George and Rob. Okay, I got, I got a couple things to say about this whole thing. Bring it on. Uh, so the contest is uh, literally the, the winning the contest means you get to hang out with George and Rob, right? Yeah, so it's another, after in the mailbox, they showed the winners of the last time they went to Nintendo of America and got stuff. Yeah. They're doing it again, and they're just going to give you, I, I don't know, I guess you get to play games that are coming out. It's, this is definitely whenever they did not manage to land an interesting contest. This is like their emergency, okay, We'll just have them visit our office. Yeah, they, they had some amazing thing tied to like Last of the Mohicans, <laughs> but that fell through. So they're like, I don't know, George and Rob, we're going to make a kid hang out with you and okay. do the column. So I've got a couple other things. So they're clearly, they've been having these George and Rob uh, segments. So it seems like they're trying to like make George and Rob uh, a thing. take over Howard. Like Howard's yeah, they're, they're no, the new Howard. They're the new Howard. It, Howard's been split into two. But it, yeah, it's a twist because like with Siskel and Ebert, the, the secret formula for a critic duo that disagrees sometimes is you need a round one and a thin one. Yeah. And they, um, to be honest, so uh, my last thing that I immediately thought with this is, um, so they used to be, we, this is the first time we've, we're seeing George and Rob in the flesh. We're seeing their actual, yeah. there's actual pictures of them as people before. And again, this even parallels to Howard. I mean, Howard, they made, they const- there was constantly illustrations of him as a, a fictional character. Right. Uh, Man, did they do Rob dirty. I think they made him way fatter in the illustrations than he actually is. Well, didn't in the last issue they slimmed they him down slimmed a little him bit? down, but they really, I, I bet that actually hurt his feelings. Because uh, they, like, uh, if you're going to draw a uh, photo of someone, uh, if you're going to, like, illustrate someone who's, like, slightly chunky and make them really, like, <laughs> don't go more than they actually are. That's probably pretty... Uh, 
I'm sure Rob, did, maybe Rob didn't take that well. I mean, they slimmed him down and he looks better, but yeah, they made like, him like really, they made him real fat in the first I, couple. I definitely, yeah, that's true. He, he was much, it looked like he lost like 20, 30 pounds yeah. between the illustrations and real life Rob. I mean, I'm, I made a comment about uh, how curvy he is, but like, you know, he, he's, he's not a huge guy. Yeah, he he's, like he's, he's just a little, he's got a rounder face and he's clearly got a little more uh, meat on them bones than George, who is a tiny little toothpick of a man. Yeah. George is a toothpick. Um, and Rob is definitely more wide boned and you know, he's a little, yeah, he's, a little, he's got a little bit of chunk on him, but hey, like, some, some of us are a little stocky, yeah, he's a little stocky, a little bit of chunk. And, um, it's a, it's, we hide, you, hide the muscles in there so we can lift things. <laughs> Do you think having, honestly, me, uh, you know, I feel like, uh, uh, me and you have a bit of a George and Rob. I'm definitely very thin naturally and yeah. you're, 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 you're a little wider. I'm a little, I'm a little wide. I'm dense. Yeah. Dense and wide. And like Rob, uh, I, I don't, I, I think I, I'm in better you're, shape you're better than, than, than Rob. <laughs> you're much better. You're substantially better shape than Rob. I'm pretty on par with George, if I'm being honest. <laughs> so we, we are all like, like with Floyd, like we're all, Inside of you are, are two game critics. <laughs> One of them is a thin little guy. One of them is a wider, stockier guy. Anyways, uh, yeah, so second prize gets Super Scope. Third prize gets a shirt. I don't know. First, yeah. first prize, you get to go hang out with these guys. I thought this was a pretty bad contest, but I, I'm, I was happy to see George and Rob in the flesh. I just, again, you know, they're, they're pushing. It's like you get to have a Nintendo power lunch, a cafe Mario. And it's like, that's just their cafeteria. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's probably a pretty nice cafeteria. Yeah. They're doing what a billion dollars in business a year. Like it's hugely successful company, but like, have you ever worked in like a nice corporate office, like a high scale one, or has it always been like medium or. Yeah. With my day job, they have an office and I'll occasionally go into the office when I'm not doing remote work. But like, you know, I guess they have a little cafe at the at the new office now. Yeah. You know, in the lobby, so you can get like a sandwich wrap or a coffee. Okay. It's not nothing crazy. Now, if if I was at like a tech startup, like a Google or something, yeah. like any of those companies, they're gonna have like fifty kinds of water. I mean, honestly, snacks. Visiting a Google office, if that was like a if if Nintendo had that type of office, that would actually be a really sick prize for a kid, probably, right? I think. Or maybe, are, do you think Google offices are less, like, they really hype up how cool they are? Do you think if you visited one, they'd be like, okay, they've they're, got, like... They're pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever been to one? No. I've not been to a Google office. Tried to get into a Facebook office. They're, they're like, all gated. You can't get into them. <laughs> um, where, where have I been? I don't know. It's not... It's it a little matter. rambly. It's a little rambly. <laughs> okay. You know what? We got to get out. We're being a total Jordan Rob. <laughs> I used to think I was more of a George, but honestly, I'm a bit more of a Rob. If we're, if I'm, I mean, honest. if you're comparing you to me, because I'm clearly the George. If we're gonna yeah. say if there's the skinny I, person, it, it's it's I will take that every time. I was a George in high school, but yeah, first first year, first semester of college, um, you could buy 24 hour bag like checks mix all all hours of the night. Were you simple? Were you super? Were you like super super thin at one point? I w- yeah, I was pretty slim. In yeah. like high school, but yeah, like were you slim or were you like were you like a tiny like were you slim or like were you ever like known as like a skinny per, like a skinny little skinny boy? I was a little skinny boy. Yeah, um, yeah. You've seen some of the old P Company stuff. I also wore a lot of A shirts <laughs> and that? cargo pants. Yeah, 
uh, a shirt sometimes called wife beaters. <laughs> oh, fun. And I was this pale little skinny dude. Yeah. Yeah. I looked honestly of the era, but I don't, I mean, to be honest, I regret I, it. You're probably more medium frame than anything would be how I'd put you. Yeah. I'm very, very mid, very mid. Yeah. Uh, fuck nester honestly link so nester's always in a different video game and he's in zelda and honestly link's the perfect partner i kind of i my link's too good for nester i I feel like nester in zelda like hurts my eyes (sighs) so they go into an ice cave which is a thing from link to the past where there's like a magic bee and that if you catch it, what does it give you? It gives you something. I don't know. Uh, anyways, Nestor and Link uh, are bad teammates, and they're tripping all over each other, and the bee gets away and goes to Zelda and tells Zelda that they both suck ass, and that's the comic. Yeah, I you know. Sometimes it is fun to see Nestor be a little, you know, Nestor's being Nestor. He sucks. And, like, it's like a bee comes out, and he's just like, Link's like, okay, you distracted. I did this, and he immediately starts trying to catch it, and... Yeah. causes problems I, I i was thinking about like why nestor's adventure sucks like why is this just a uh-huh. bad co- and to be honest they really i feel like they do um set themselves up for failure in the premise of what the of what the comic is because what it's required is like it's a one comic book where you can't really explain what's going on like it's one pa- it's one page uh, so it's not a lot of time where you can like explain and by premise every single uh, Nestor comic needs to establish that this is a young boy who's a real boy who's inside of a video game and inside of that video game they're going to explore some sort of obscure challenge or puzzle that they're going to kind of like show the audience to do that I think that's always what's getting in the way I mean that's what always is like makes it rambling confusing like because there's not room if you're doing that every single comic and you have to do that there's no room for anything else I mean, we saw what they could do with two pages, and it was also bad. Like, yeah. So it, I agree, but I, I think like committing to that like structure, they committed to the wrong thing. I feel like I feel like the committing to like honestly, if it was just a boy in a video game every time, I think I'd be down. But the fact that they feel like it's got to be a real life boy in a video game, plus they have to showcase some obscure riddle or like fact about it, I think that's what really dooms it. Because I feel like if they didn't do that, they could have a little bit more fun. But the fact that, like, they're like, okay, we're in this new game. What's, like, an obscure? Is there, is there like, a secret block somewhere? And we have to, like, write the story around that. That's a pretty doomed piece of shit idea. Like, why would you fucking, cons- like, commit to that? Right? I, hey, are you not with me? Mm, well, okay, here's the thing. This is not the worst comic they've done. No, this this particular one isn't the worst. This but, one actually almost works. It almost makes me not hate Nestor. Almost. I I I, I agree with that, but I would I would but say that, overall Nestor's yeah. Adventures is, is real stink. <laughs> it's a real stink sandwich every time. I I hear what you're saying though because it really is the same thing every time, and it's yeah. it's a very specific formula where it's like Nestor is doing a very specifically tied to whatever game they're referencing thing. Yeah, and it's got to be. That and this one, I, I think, is stronger because instead of doing a bunch of mediocre jokes with like side commentary, it's just him and Link beating each other up instead of doing their jobs. Yes, which was I, I agree. This this one was a little bit better. Uh, Do you think? Okay, but so this, in a lot of ways, Nestor's Adventures 
is trying to do the same thing that video game web comics did in the 90s and 2000s. I don't know. I'm not familiar with those. I'm sure they suck, right? If they, if, if a lot of them are very bad. Yeah. I mean, I have, I framed every panel from loss and put it up on my wall. Yeah. Well, as, as tribute to that era. But like, um, it, it feels like it's like a nerd talking to me about in depth in the weeds video game stuff instead of telling a, f- telling a story. And it's like, hey, kid, shut up. Yeah, this makes me want to go care. back and check out, I feel like VG Cats, maybe, or, or, um, uh, uh, Control Alt Delete, or Penny, Penny Arcade is actually regularly pretty good. It was my opinion of the time. And I think a lot of the comics hold up, not all of them, but you know, yeah. When, do, you think they, it's, do you think it's in comparison to the other ones it's, it holds up or do you think it actually holds up? I think it, they're legitimately funny sometimes. Okay, okay. Um, there, there's some bangers in there. There's some that don't. There's like, all right, yeah. but that's the nature of doing three comics a week. So, with that in mind, what I want to yeah. propose to you is: Can our Patreon podcast be reading old web comics? <laughs> I'm also down for that. Uh, to be honest, though, I do think, I do think, like, if a doctor scanned my brain while I'm reading Howard and Nestor, they would say to stop. <laughs> <laughs> If if a doctor scanned my brain uh, while I was reading Howard and Nestor, it would just be a picture of a thumb go, going down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Yeah, I think like the part of your brain that only activates when you die would would be activated, which I guess would be cool. But yeah, when I <laughs> it's like, like apparently reading Nestor is just doing DMT. <laughs> Yeah, when when, uh, when the, you do a CAT scan of of a brain, it looks like uh, somebody's brain who's been doing hard drugs for thirty years, <laughs> but then it goes back to normal uh, a few hours after. Yep, not right away though. Uh, speaking of George and Rob, uh, the boys are back with boys are back now playing and uh, once, once again George is slimmed down back to a. Uh, uh, now, honestly, I think now they're being a little too kind to him. Yeah. I think they could, they could round him out a little bit more. Yeah. He's somewhere in the middle. Um, yeah. you see the, his cheeks po- poking out from either side of yeah, the Yeah. He's kind of hiding boy. his face, but still he's, he's looking a little skinnier than he actually is. I think we need to, uh, I think we overcorrected a little bit. Uh, I don't have any notes from this one. It's no. more of them talking about stuff. Did you have anything? No, no. All right. Let's go to the top 20. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right uh i can do the top three nes games but here's the charts uh, uh for sales and whatever people are buying at number three we got battletoads number two Boo! legend of zelda number one mario bros three again the nes like top charts since there's not like a ton of new games coming out it's really becoming a best of list yep let's see how many Mega Man games are in the top 20 this time one i mean i think it's all except for the two. first one right Three, yeah, two, two three, three and four. four. Yeah. yeah, and five, five has yet to come out. Batman's number fourteen. Just in case anybody was wondering, because <laughs> that's apparently what I call out every issue. Hey, yeah. uh, as, as is Super NES games. Batman Watch. Yeah. Bat, Batman Watch, nineteen ninety two. He's still here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, SNES. Uh, it's beginning. Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past at number three. Wild. F Zero number two. Somehow. Yeah. Do 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 do. Falcon Punch. But it did do do do. 
Samurai Goro. Honestly, if they, uh, do you think if they made a new F-Zero, if they would be like required to at least reference a Falcon Punch? Because it would, I mean, you know, that doing a Falcon Punch doesn't really make sense in the context of racing, but like, do you feel like they would need to have a cutscene where he does one? Or like, do you think there's an obligation to do a Falcon Punch in a new F-Zero game is, is my question. Maybe it's a game where they have to like stop the race to get out of their cars. <laughs> and hey, they, hey, how about that for a callback? There we go. And then, uh, yeah, you can do a Falcon Punch against Samurai Goro when uh, he he tricks you by painting a, the the roadway onto a rock wall, and <laughs> you you go through the rock wall. But then he's like, "That's not how it's supposed to work," and tries to follow you, but smashes into it. That sounds like a great game. Is that is that the kind of humor from Wacky yes, Races? That's very much Wacky okay, Races. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay. It's it's like Looney Tunes yeah, style. Yeah. Or like yeah. Um, uh, someone puts a propeller hat on Captain Falcon and then they flick it and then he flies up into the air. <laughs> 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 All right. Number one, Super Mario World, of course. Crazy that because uh, that Zelda A Link to the Past is below F Zero, and I think that has to do with like earlier release dates. Yeah, it's also really close. We're talking like, what, 150 votes? But that's 200 votes. Like, Legend of Zelda should clearly be number one. And it bothered me so much that I started looking through future issues and to, to see like how, how long this lasts. Like, really? that's how much it bothered me. Um, I don't know if I need to give away the results, but I had to look forward multiple issues to like become at peace again. Where does Donkey Kong Country hit when it shows up? I, I didn't have to go that far. I was just waiting until I'm like, Zelda's got to eventually be number one. And I just kept on going through forward in issues until that happened. Donkey Kong. Country's awesome. Hey, Donkey Kong Country's awesome. Let's uh, <laughs> What about the Game Boy games? <laughs> okay. Okay. I, you know, I, okay. I'm gonna, I'll do this one. Number three, we got Dr. Mario. Number two, we got Metroid 2, Return to Samus. And number one, I feel like our guests always have more fun with this. Um, and Super Mario Land, the land of Mario. It's Dude, because they've all been great. the same for so long that we don't care. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. We don't. Even, we can skip this whole section on it. Uh, celebrity player profile. It's Melissa Joan Hart and uh, Jason Zimbler plays Ferguson. You never watched no. Clarissa Explains It All, did you? I, I don't know what this is. It's an old Nickelodeon sitcom. Um, she would like have these talk to audience segments where she would like draw little doodles on the screen and stuff. Okay. Na 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 na. That's like the theme song. Um this thing is so oh, that, that actually kind of rings a bell. That well you just well you just hummed. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, maybe uh-huh. I have seen this deep in the recesses of my brain. Uh the best bit Clarissa explains it all ever did uh, was she has her neighbor friend Sam who would like lean a ladder up against her window and just climb into a room which if I were Clarissa's parents knowing that a tween boy was <laughs> could come into my daughter's room all the time would be a little alarming yeah um, but yeah a little guitar riff would play when he did that a little blah wah like okay. super great cool hi Sam uh, this player profile's boring and sterile like it's yeah the most obviously written and guided yeah nonsense it's probably i mean again i don't think they actually do these interviews like genuinely uh i think they just like write them is she uh she how's she doing is she one of the child actresses who's uh not doing so hot nowadays oh good yes i the other thing that we have to discuss <laughs> yeah. anytime we come across how's she, how's she doing uh let's check let's check a, check in on her Did america spit her out uh-oh, one of the Google things has her tied to Trump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
Oh, she's a Republican. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the staunch Republican. Uh, and a libertarian. That's weird. Um, she's at, uh, we don't, I don't care. Wait, she was in God's not dead too. (laughs) 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 Oh shit. That's funny. Oh no. Hell yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's that's good stuff. So depressing. That's so funny. So, uh, she was ruined in a different, in a very different way. Kevin Sorbo tier uh, of uh, actor. I don't know. And that makes sense. She's, I feel- she she looks like she is doing more stuff. Um, yeah, she's not been fired off of a Star Wars show yet. I mean, honestly, I mean, in terms of like her mental health as like a child actress, honestly, going becoming like a crazy religious person, it's probably less harmful to yourself at the very least than being a, like a drug addict. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, if we're gonna pick like uh, pick poisons here. Yeah. Being a Republican is not as bad that as being Macaulay abused Culkin. as a child. <laughs> <laughs> or a drug addict. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Good for her. <laughs> That's sad about that. it. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. Hey, uh, we're in all the- seriousness, I think God's Not Dead is really good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I'm, I'm just building what I think that is. You know, you know what actually is a good uh, uh, thing? You're, uh, a friend was showing me music from Jesus Christ Superstar, like the old thing. Oh, yeah, but that's not... I don't know. Like, I, I don't really know anything about it. I just assumed it was like a, like a bad Christian thing, but it's actually, a, the, the songs are jams. Yeah. That's not like a Christian bookstore token. No. Like, you know, we talked about, Do you actually the, know about this? Uh, movie? Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah, have you seen it? Like, have you seen I haven't it? seen it, but it, you know, it's, it's a musical. Yeah. Like it's, it's a uh, super D- Joseph and the amazing Technicolor G- dream, dream coat, dream coat. Who's that? What's that? It's another musical. Okay. Uh, then there's uh, uh, oh, what's the really? But you're good saying one? This, that that musical wasn't built upon like propaganda esque. It's there wasn't like it wasn't like it, it wasn't the thing the where start. yeah, it's like you need something for suburban Christian moms to buy their kids because normal media is like evil. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 So you get that sweet Noah's Ark video game <laughs> that's like on the Wolfenstein 3D engine. Because you you said he had a few of those games, right? Yeah, no, we, and we was had, that what, is that what's, what was happening? Did you have, was your parents a little bit of like the media is scary? We have to give our uh, skinny boy Weston, uh, <laughs> yeah, back when I was skinny. Stuff. Uh, no, we didn't have, I would get gifted from the grandparents, ah, uh, that stuff, but it was it. like some neighbor kids who had like the knockoff Bible video games that we've played <laughs> that are just awful. So if you were like from the sides side like what 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 was that experience like for you was it like were you like laughing at it as like a kid or were you like confused or like were you like curious about it like what was your experience from the outs third party um these kids are weird <laughs> it was a little it was a little weird like like i i grew up non-denominational christian yeah and i went to a church that was um it was weird in its own way you, you could argue um is very kind of like not militaristic, that's the wrong word, but like the pastor was a veteran. And so, and there was a bunch of like NASA astronauts and fighter pilots that went there. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> fighter pilots like your dad. Um, so it was, it was just like a very interesting um, experience. And then going from that to evangelical type stuff, it always felt bizarre to be judged because my parents let me watch PG 13 movies. Yeah. 
It was just like, really? And it's weird. I mean, like I actually had a family that I really liked. They were like an extremely generous and very like nice and thoughtful family. They were like, uh, they were very kind and did a lot of stuff for me personally. Mm -hmm. Uh, but like he wasn't allowed to watch Harry Potter. Yeah. So it's uh, like, ooh, fuck, what's going on here? My mom got flack for allowing us to read because my sister and I both read all the Harry Potter books that were out in high school. Yeah. And it's like, my mom was like, they're in high school. It's, who cares? And yeah. she, she also liked the books. So yeah. it was like, it's, it's just, this goes back to, oh, were we just, were we hanging out? And I went on that rant about not being able to play Dungeons and Dragons when I was little because of this, the satanic panic stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's just, it's so not fair. Yeah. It like sucks. that could have been such a cool formative. I'm sure that was a lot of just living in Texas. Like I, I bet if you lived in the Midwest, that would not have been a, you would have been a little skinny boy playing Dungeons and Dragons. Um, oh man. We dropped the ball. Yeah. Damn. Being from Texas. Also the weather's terrible. It's, uh, I actually don't mind it. Uh, Texas weather? It's it's built for little skinny boys. Uh it's like it's you just feel like you're in a sauna all as long as you're not working out. If if I had to work outside it'd be miserable. But if it's like between me walking out of my air conditioned house into my air conditioned car. Oh yeah. And I just get to get this like little sauna, that's great. Yeah, the, living living in a uh, hermetically sealed series of containers. Was it humid where you were from? Oh yeah, Houston, super uh, muggy. Okay, that's yeah. okay, that's different. Uh, in in Wichita Falls, which I was more north, I was like on the Oklahoma Texas border. Oh yeah, you had like great. You had actual seasons. You yeah, had, like, it was like dry. And yeah, and it was, there were seasons to it. Yeah, no, Houston, it's like miserable and wet and rainy. Yeah. Did I wait? Did I tell the the marching band practice story before? I don't think so. Where So when I was a freshman in high school, I was in marching band and we were going out in the field to practice and I noticed everyone in front of me was like flailing their arms and panicking. And it was because swarms and swarms, like clouds of mosquitoes were in the field. Oh, God damn. That's miserable. So we're all just like swatting dozens of mosquitoes getting eaten alive and like everybody's sharing, you know, cans of bug spray, trying to just like coat yourself as completely as possible band director gets up on his little pedestal. He's like, we'll spray for him tonight. Let's get started. Jesus. That is miserable. It's awful. Man. That, that's a, that's a traumatic memory. That's horrible. It is traumatic. Genuinely, like that has kind of genuinely, but that, that sucks. Marching band was all right. Fuck. Yeah. I, I just, here's a funny idea that I just had funny premise. Okay. Is the idea that there's a story that you have that I um, don't like and I never listened to it. And you keep on asking me, have you seen heard this story before? And I keep on saying no, because I keep not listening and we're stuck in this like infinite loop. Oh, uh, so you're saying I've told that story no, 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 on the you, podcast you like five times. But as soon as you said okay. that, I'm like, uh, that'd be funny if this was the same story. You keep saying that I just don't like the story. And so I'm not <laughs> listening every time. And it's this infinite loop that we're stuck in of you telling it. I'm trying to think if that, there's that's a- not a diss on your that, it's, that's, that was a good story. Uh, that's not a diss. <laughs> that was just a funny thought for me. I do worry that's, about repeating myself. That's and not I, a reflection of you. There are definitely times that I've repeated myself on this podcast. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've and re- I keep doing it. I literally, every time I read that Zelda comic book, and I'm going to continue saying that yep. this will be better. <laughs> every, every time the Zelda I'm, comic I'm going to say that it's, it's the new slide whistle is me uh, commenting on the Zelda comic that it'd be better without dialogue bubbles. So you're saying I should lean into. Lean into. Hey, repeat yourself, man. Just tell one it's, story. It's a callback. Every single time. Ah, pack watch. Um, Lemmings is a good game. That's something I've said before. Uh, Krusty's Fun House is on here. Um, um, I don't know if that game's good. 
and that's pretty pretty much it. Yeah. Battletoads and Battle Maniacs is coming. I know you're excited about that. I'm not excited. I'm excited for... um, (laughs) Uh Honestly, if uh, I might play Super New Metroid for the Metroid issue to get like... Fuck, let's both play Super Metroid. Yeah, dude, I'd I'd be down for that. That's Um, that's like in two years, though. (laughs) Yeah, we got a while. Okay, yeah, we're done. We're done. Another banger. Thanks to us. I, I've actually got an idea of something we could rate one out of ten. All right, what's that? And um and this could be the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Okay. Uh I'll go first. Yeah, so there's it's the slide whistle sound effect and the spring jump. Are you Super sure you, you want the spring jump to be the, is there? Uh, yeah. Okay. Actually. Yeah. I picked, you, you pick, you make your pick. I picked a slide whistle. Pick your sound effect. Well, excuse <laughs> me, princess. Um, you going to commit to that one? It's either that or Mario's. <laughs> yeah. If it, it's going to be, you gotta, yeah, you got to pick one. Go with your heart. Uh, let's do excuse me, princess. Cause excuse link me. with link was in the Nestor comic this time. Great. Um, and yeah, again, we always finish the podcast. I don't know how much we need to onboard people. We always rate something one out of 10. That's our, that's our little Usually game. Usually we do the comics, but we don't need to we do We'd be that. a little loose with that. We used to rate Howard and Nestor. You know, we've been rating the, I don't feel like we've been even, we've been kind of all over the place with our ratings lately. Like we were, I think we rated middle school, high school, <laughs> college for one of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, can we, maybe we'll save this for the next one. Uh, I was going to say, can we rate George and Rob? <laughs> Wait, this is the first time we saw them. That, that actually would make sense. Do we want to maybe save uh, the, my brilliant uh, sound effect idea for a later issue? And, and Honestly, okay. So I'm totally down to do sound effects. We could do that. Um, but if we don't, I, I, I only ask we do it in a later issue when we don't have a better idea. What if we rated Howard and Nestor? Because we haven't done it in so long. All right. If we're going to do that, I'd rather do the sound effects. Let's do the sound effects. Uh, okay. So, yeah. Uh, let's do the, the Excuse Me Princess and the slide whistle. Um, I'm going to give Excuse Me Princess a one because yeah, Link, Link in the comic is, ta- or in the cartoon is. Yeah, I mean, you just rating massage. The, like he's, a misogynist he's so annoying and yeah. stupid and, uh, and misogynistic. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, like, why are you being such a dick to Zelda? She, like, yeah. in the tradition of that kind of thing, she's like super capable and like just fine. Yeah, like totally decent. And he's he's being a dirt bag. Yeah. Uh, so he gets a one and the slide whistle. I'm gonna give it a three. Oh, uh, that's pretty low. And if you if you didn't use it so much, I feel like I, I, I would have given it like a five. I don't abuse it as much nowadays. No, you like. gotten way better. So maybe but maybe make it a four. It's still the only sound effect you play. Maybe make it a four. Don't play it before the end of the recording and it'll become a four at the yeah. end. <laughs> okay, well, I can't do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, and, and off that, slide whistle's good at 10 for me. It's it's funny every time. Uh, pe- people people are clamming for it. Uh, they can't get enough. Uh, are they? Uh, yeah. Uh, excuse, okay. excuse, honestly, uh, if you're a fan of the podcast, please rate, uh, leave a review saying how much you like the slide whistle and give us five stars. Uh, yeah. Uh, or leave a review with, with rating the slide whistle one star. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Give, give us five stars. Give us five stars. And but just uh, say in the comment the that you don't like the slide whistle. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, uh, and <laughs> for it's, excuse me, princess. Um, I mean, I got to do a one, uh, right? It's, uh, you know, I'll, yeah, it's. 
Yeah, Link is the nester of that cartoon. Yeah, it's yeah, it's that's the nester of sound effects. Uh, By the way, he also for a bit in one of those episodes is staring down Princess Zelda's shirt. He's like, "The view's great from up here." What a dirt bag! <laughs> Jesus Christ! I've, Don't be that guy. Come on, man. It's it is wild watching, and you know, it's and, it's it's always relative because like you know, we're we've we're, we've been prone to this. You know, it's hard to be more ahead of your time, but like. Watching like even before, like what I was just watching like episodes of uh, Fantasy Island. What's is it? Fantasy Island. What's the one with like? Oh, with Ricardo Montalban. Yeah, yeah. Man, that show it has some rough shit. Oh no, <laughs> it has some sexist shit in there. It is wild. Man, hey. it's literally a, a, just a guy abusing and just sexualizing a girl, and she falls in love with him. And it's, yeah, because that's how it works, right? I, yeah, honestly. that's how I was raised. <laughs> Uh, hey, as Italian Spider-Man said, respect women. Respect, yep. Hey, it's it's the times. Uh, I, I think he might have punched a woman right a- after he said that, but she, it's because she was an enemy. <laughs> I mean, that's actually kind of funny. All right, so, okay, let's, let's, right, let's, let's end this before, uh, before I say something we have to cut out. Um, uh, keep your gear in high gear. Uh, call 800-255-3700 and... Uh, uh, you can get what's what's this phone f- line for? It's the fix. I don't. You know what? I I do wish that we had a phone line where people could leave us voicemails, but I think you need substantially. Yeah, I, I think even big podcasts do not have. We need a bigger fan base. We our version of that is calling Andy occasionally and having him never answer. Yeah, it's it's a reverse voicemail yeah. system. Like we just call people and they don't pick up. <laughs> we just leave voicemails to our, our friends. Yeah, Andy, pick up the phone. Yeah, Andy, pick up the phone. If you're if you're listening, come on, man, pick up the goddamn phone, man. And now you're playing with podcast. Podcast is brought to you by the Podcast Power Players Power Team. Music by Gaines Cameron. Find back episodes. Send us emails and do cool stuff at our website. Nowyou'replaying.com. It's your with an e, because we know how to do grammar. <laughs>